0: Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Uh, For those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while, we started as Behind the Smoke podcast. We evolved to the Digital Hospitality podcast. Uh, Originally, we started with wanting to tell people's stories, barbecue war stories, um, specifically things that happened in our barbecue business um, as they related to the restaurant, as they related to Derek's Butcher Shop at Valley Farm Market, and kind of along the way, we realized that there was a lot more that we were talking about in regards to digital marketing, digital media, um, influencers, how social media was impacting businesses, how events were being put on, um, whether they were sporting events, whether they were small events. Uh, Obviously, most recently, coronavirus has changed everyone's um, ability to do events, everyone's ability to do hospitality, but uh, today's guest is somebody that's actually become a friend. Um, I never thought that we would be doing a virtual interview. Um, I knew that she was going to come on the show, um, but uh, we were planning on getting her on when she uh, actually came to San Diego to to do a live fire uh, demonstration for us. We were going to have her out at the Del Mar Barbecue Championship, um, and it's Robin Linders um, of grillgirl.com, so well, welcome to the show, Robin.
1: Hey thanks for having me and and we will just have a rain check cuz I you know I love Southern California and I I'd love to hang out in person so we'll still make it happen one of these
0: days I appreciate that. And, you know, I became aware of the work that you were doing, um, you know, early on, you know, basically through Instagram. And that's one of the things I want to talk about today. Um, Instagram has become such a popular social media platform, obviously that everyone knows about. Um, but I also listened to you on Greg's show on barbecue central show. Um, you do a phenomenal job talking about your blog, um, the work that you've been doing, creating content for these grill manufacturers, creating lifestyle content, which you're doing now. And I think it's, it's just a fascinating story to see a woman in the barbecue space that's made such an impact the way that you have, uh, but also your digital hospitality journey. You know, we talked about barbecue war stories because that's kind of the evolution of how this podcast started, but everyone has a digital hospitality war story. And I'd like you to start telling us a little bit about what happened with the blue verification checkmark um, with Instagram and your uh, your most recent experience.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the the blue verification mark is just like your, your gold on Instagram, right? And I had recently applied for verification I've, I've done it a couple times and I'm thinking what do I have to do to get it right I've written a cookbook I've been running a website about grilling for 12 years you know I've been on a couple pretty known shows like the Food Network and like you know um, the Today Show and you know so I'd <laughs> apply for verification and never heard anything back and then lo and behold I get this email one day about Instagram verification, like we've been watching your account where, you know, basically the email was, um, you know, send us this code back in an email with your information. But it also had the look and feel of how, if you ever do hear from Instagram, what it looks like. And so the moral of the story is it was a phishing email, which I was um, super vulnerable uh, to because I, I just had it on the brain. I was multitasking at the moment, like we all are usually doing when we're sitting, you know, checking email or listening to a webinar or whatever it is that you might be doing at the time and didn't think anything of it. And that person was a hacker who took over my account. And, um, you know, I've in this process heard from other people that this happened to, and a lot of people, what happens is that they will hold someone's account for ransom. And so, but that's not what this guy was doing. I think someone, people pay him to take over accounts to instantly gain followers. So what was really horrifying to see was, you know, because my husband was tagged in um, some photos, I could follow the journey of my account being hacked and see as this person, you know, some black hat web guy, um, took over my account and then changed the profile names multiple, multiple, multiple times, you know, and then eventually deleted my content. And so his his game was to steal people's accounts, transfer their followers over to people who pay for it. Um, but the the really hard part about all of this and, and hopefully your listeners, maybe at least through this message, will never have to go through this is that you actually can't get anyone on the phone at Instagram, or even there's no email address. There's really no way to get in touch with them except through like a very automated way in, you know, through their app. And um, it just turns into God forbid, just like a real shit show. It's, I don't want to say it's their fault. There's millions of users, you know, out there, and there's millions of people getting hacked every day. Um, but the moral of the story is you really have to be persistent or you'll never get your account back. Um, well, you, so did,
0: you did get your account back.
1: I did get my account back. How it took about a week.
0: How did you go about doing that?
1: And so I, of course, did the I did all the stuff they say to do on your phone, um, you know, to submit for support. And then they sent me an automated response saying, it had been resolved. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it hasn't been resolved. The other thing is that when someone takes over your account and changes the name, then you no longer have access to even log in as yourself to submit a ticket. So then you're really screwed. So that's the the larger problem right there is that now you don't even have a login. And that's actually how I figured out my account had been hacked was that I went to with login and it said that username doesn't exist, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, talk about how you know you're. Uh, excuse me for cursing, Sean. No, just- this
0: is, this is <laughs> you. If you heard behind the smoke, you know we we we, we let that uh, entire podcast for. I think it was 47 episodes with my former business partner cussing me out. So yeah, we we're, profanity is, is welcome.
1: <laughs> I can't help it. It's just the way I talk, you know. Got My poor son, I'll be like, I can say that, but you can't say that, you know. Um, he'll be like, oh, no, I forgot, you know. But um, anyway, I digress. So, so I log in, my account no longer exists. So I'm pointing this out is that when this happens to you, you don't even have any recourse because now you're, you can't even log into your account. So I actually had to log in through my son's account. And that's how I actually communicated to people that my account had been taken over was through my account that I, um, my husband and I started to document our home building adventure. So anyway, so- um, I had multiple people uh, helping me. And that's the also the moral of the story is that if you know anyone at Facebook or anyone that works at Facebook in your circle, use that as a resource, because um, someone who actually works there can, you know, submit a ticket for you. And they also have what's called a friends and family ticket. Um, so Uh, The VP of the ad agency, who's pretty much embedded at Kingsford that I've been working with for a long time, had a friend that worked there that submitted a friends and family ticket. I also had their account reps at um, at Instagram through Clorox, because you have to think that Clorox and Kingsford spend a decent amount on, you know, with their Facebook account. Um, I had them working on it for me. So I had multiple people working for me. But what actually ended up happening was the Facebook ads manager chat. So the only way you can actually get in touch with a real live person is if you go to Facebook ads manager and chat with someone. Now I had to do this twice actually, because the first time I talked to someone, and this is what made me really kind of lose my hope, was that I talked to this person who very much you could tell just chatting with them that they couldn't make any decisions or go off script at all. You know, everything that they were giving me in the form of a chat was
0: um oh, so
1: yeah. yeah and so they were ba- and i basically told them my account has been hacked it's tied to my facebook account with the same name you would think that this would be something that you would care about because it could also affect my other accounts. And it's just, and I had documented this guy's name who lives and breathes as a real person, all of his contact info, everything, like all of this, or at least, you know, his multiple accounts, I had like a huge paper trail and they still like, you'd think that they would care that there's someone actively stealing accounts, like at least to bring them like to shut their account down. But no, they were like, sorry, we can't help you. And then he had his manager follow up to tell me that they still couldn't help me because it was it was out of their scope of work so that was the first time I reached out to them but then the second time I reached out I actually got in touch with someone really helpful a guy named Adrian Adrian I love you I told him I was like Adrian I will smoke a brisket for you you have been so like you know what I mean we're like I'm like how am I gonna FedEx a brisket to this guy you know like um but he it was just so refreshing to talk to someone that was like really all right let me bring this up internally And I promise you, we won't, you know, we'll resolve this. Like he followed up in an email to me and I was just like, oh my God, like I have my faith is restored in this company that I've spent a lot, a decent amount of money and time and energy on. And, you know, without its users, what does Instagram and Facebook have, you know? So, um, so that's actually what got it resolved and whatever they did behind the scenes, they were able to grab my account at a point in time before that guy had pulled off all my content, which, you know, is when you see that happen, you've got, you know, cause there's a lot of stuff I only put on Instagram. It never makes it to the blog. Cause everything on the blog is finished and image, you know, reduced image size and a full recipe write up, or, you know what I mean? It's a different medium. Whereas Instagram's kind of the quick and dirty uh, behind the scenes stuff. And, or, you know, it's, it's just different. There's stuff that just never even makes it to the blog. And so, um, It was just, it was a nightmare, but I didn't give up. And I mean, because I'm a total pain in the ass and a persistent person, I even like, you know, I was asking everyone I know and I had like everyone on the case. And I do have to say thanks. So I'm so thankful to the barbecue community because everyone really like rallied behind me and was like, we will help you rebuild. Or if they knew anyone at Facebook, um, actually, it was Big Polly on the grill, which is a big green egger um, person that I'm friends with online. And he's the one that put me in touch with one of his friends that worked at Facebook. So I could actually talk to a real person. So it was just, you know, it really just kind of restored my faith in, in the barbecue. Well, not restored, actually, let me take that back. I never had lost faith in the barbecue community. I, it just reiterated how awesome this community is mm-hmm. in that um, they really pulled together to help me. And me having that great experience with someone at the ads manager and Facebook um, kind of restored my faith in them. Um, the thing is, is though that's through Facebook, you know, Facebook owns Instagram, but they still operate kind of separately, even though Facebook's, you know, behind the scenes, like um, the one doing things. So if you don't have a Facebook account while also having an Instagram, like, or if you only have an Instagram page, the Facebook ads manager may not be available to you. So, um, you know, if that happens to you, you may even consider just creating a business page and even buying an ad just so you can have that ad account number to plug into the screen in order to help you chat with someone because that's what they ask for. So, you know, if it takes that level of getting to talk to someone, it's worth it because um, otherwise you're just left sending kind of like, you know, tickets through your phone that probably won't ever go anywhere.
0: I think that's, you know, that's a great Point and I really appreciate your vulnerability and in, in crowdsourcing the help, um, you know, reaching out to the barbecue community. I watched you do it. I was so impressed that you were willing to because it's a mea culpa. You know, you 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 did something you. That's what happens when you get scammed is you know you're vulnerable you wanted something you wanted the blue check mark you had gone through the steps you hadn't got it and then you got the email that you've all been you've been waiting for and you submitted it you know in hopes that you were doing the right thing and then it ended up being you know identity fraud essentially yeah and- but through that journey, through your journey with Facebook and through Instagram, is kind of the things that we talk about every week on the podcast is even with a technology company as big as Facebook and as big as Instagram is like really humans are at the heart of that technology. And even though they're going to set up this automation, which I understand the automation, you know, they keep their labor yep. down by creating smart automation and that's fine, but ultimately they need to drive revenue and the revenue side is going to come from the ads. Um yep. That's great advice because if you have a Yelp account, you're going to get much better help if you're a business account with Yelp and because they have an account rep for your account. They have multiple account reps actually for the different features that they have on Yelp and you can get things done. It's the same thing with all of these tech companies. So I appreciate you telling us that story because, A, it ended great. Um, Oh, God. It it, it gives people an idea of – the things that can go wrong on the Internet, um, the things that can happen when you are vulnerable, um, especially when it comes to your identity, your passwords, your emails. Um, those are things that as we get all these other platforms and logins and different passwords that have to be 8 characters long with a you know with an uppercase letter and a lowercase letter and a symbol you realize like i need a place to store all this information so that i can log in in a safe way and as a brand grows you start to have people that work on your account stover i know has done work for you i know stover is our producer for our podcast he mm-hmm. has to have access to all of our social media logins, whether he's actively in the platform or not. And should something happen to his computer while he's at an internet cafe or whatever, something could happen to our account where we get logged out. And it's like, shit, I've been building that Facebook account for since 2008 since this restaurant started. So, you know, it is very important to be vigilant, um, to be vigilant and to understand that, you know, all that work that you can do. And I, and I, I can only imagine how much, what you felt. It was like your heart dropped because as much as your website, you've worked equally as hard as building your Instagram profile.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, that was, that's harder, you know, because it's, there's such a proliferation of great content on Instagram, you know? And when I first started on Instagram, I don't think I really had a lot of... (laughs) strategy, even in the early days, which I think was when it was easier to really start developing a larger following. Um, or like, you know, I feel like if you kind of like on any network, if you get started earlier, it's easier to grow when there's more opportunity, less competition. And um, yeah, it was, it it was, I mean, it, rebuilding would have been just So disappointing to have to start from ground zero, you know, um, just pictures of my son and stuff like that on there. I just, I, you know, will would I ever repost those photos? Not, not again, you know, that time's lost. So. So, yeah. But, you know, I think persistence pays off. I mean, I, I forgot to mention this part. But I was being a pain in the ass and I went on LinkedIn and I started finding people that, that worked at Facebook. Yeah, I reached absolutely. out to their security cool. officer, you know, and did he get back to me? No. But had it not been fixed, you know, I would have been emailing him every day day, you know? So that's what you just have, you have to do it. You just have to be, you have to be a pain in someone's butt because that is, I mean, that's built that up. That's yours. It's identity theft. Um, and I was vulnerable. I had had the conversation with my, my uh, husband that morning about putting my dog down. And I think I was kind of in a fog, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I wasn't like,
0: yeah, losing a family, losing a family, like don't, don't, that's a serious deal, you know. Dave Palais, who's been on the show twice, I go on walks with him. I do sunset, suns, sunrise gratitude walks with him every morning, and his, he just put his dog down this morning. And we oh. talked; he didn't know. And we went on the walk, and he said, "You know, Suge's not doing well, and it's it, it's a family member." And you know, especially to get that email at that time, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. That's well, that's what
1: was like the highlight of my day. I was like, yes, oh. I'm having a shitty day but now I'm going to get verified. <laughs> so anyway, but you know, I was an idiot and, and gave them my info and hopefully that won't happen to other people. And, and you know, cause honestly, the thing is, is these scammers are good, right? Like sure. they're meant to be really good at what they do. That's why that's how they succeed. So, um, hope. Yeah. The goal is that it doesn't happen to anyone else. If I have at least saved one person from it happening to, and that nightmare, then, that would be great, you know, then it's all about sharing the story.
0: What I love that you just talked about, and I'm glad that you brought it up, was that you you used a different platform to try to solve an issue. And what I've learned because we go on all the platforms is that we'll use Twitter. If we don't get a response from Uber Eats support request for having our business delivery portal. So like mm-hmm. if we can't get a request, guess what? Somebody's in charge at these tech companies for the Twitter account and they don't want yep. things on Twitter saying, Hey, a restaurant that we just signed up during a pandemic can't get a support request here. Here's a different number where somebody will actually answer the phone. Like, yep. Literally, we got a different phone number than the number that we had been given through our business information portal. And my general manager was like, how the hell did that happen? I'm like, it's digital hospitality. Like, there's certain PR-facing social media sites that are going to give you access to somebody that can make something happen. And you need to be willing to go on those sites to do that.
1: Yep, absolutely. And they want to be they want to take care of that as soon as possible and get it offline so that you don't have to continue talking about the bad experience you're having. So it's in their best interest to, to rectify the situation.
0: So can you tell me kind of why you've launched the lifestyle, um, side of the blog? Because I know you've spent so much time dedicating to building grill girl and you've built, you're an author of a cookbook. You've been on the today show. You've done all this incredible work. Um, but you've also done it in a space that's predominantly dominated by men. Um, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that that journey, but also now kind of the next evolution, the 2.0 of, of where you see yourself um, kind of growing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I started this site, gosh, back in 2008, believe it or not. And it was really just a, a place for me to document my cooking adventures. And then right around the same time. I almost singed my eyebrows off. On now he's my husband. He was my boyfriend at the time. So <laughs> the blog is now it's really a website. It started as a blog. Now it's really more like a food, like I'd say, a grilling destination site a and my
0: media company.
1: Yeah, and I, that's really what it's kind of turned into. And then, um, but my goal is to really make it an outdoor lifestyle content destination site, you know, anything related to, to like the outdoor lifestyle, like not just grilling and smoking, but everything that goes with it, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so I ended up singeing my eyebrows off on my, uh, future husband's grill. So I bought him like a really nice grill and out of practicality, I was like, wow, I really like, or I, I was like, I'm going to use this grill all the time. And then I was like, wow, grilling is so fun. I had not you been living in. Your for eyebrows.
0: Wait, you send your eyebrows off and you thought that it was a good time.
1: Well, I mean, I was <laughs> <laughs> Is that how
0: this yes. you're like, yes, I want more of that.
1: <laughs> I love spending time outside. I love cooking. So, it, you know, for me, but yeah, he had like a piece of shit, crappy grill with the, the burner, you know, where the starter doesn't work anymore. So you light it until like a flame ball effect happens, you know, when, when yeah. you have to then um, when the, when the lighter or when the starter actually catches or yeah. you just have to, you know, get it behind the scenes and light it. And then you've had the gas goings for so long that you've built up all this. Um, yeah. You've built up a, basically a flame ball for yourself. And sure. so I was like, well, that's just crazy. All right. New grill for him. That was like, that should never happen again. And then, you know, I had just moved to Florida a couple of years earlier and I was really embracing like being in the tropics specifically and just enjoying my backyard. And I was really falling in love with grilling. And then I was like, why are more women not grilling? Like, this is really fun. It's a great way to cook outside without, or just create less dishes. Um, It's a fun thing to do with your family. And that's how it morphed into grill girl. And yeah, people thought it was really interesting. And I was just, you know, to me, I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a heat source. You know, if I can master my oven or my, my um, cooktop, I can master my grill. It's just another way of thinking about you kind of reframing in your mind. And then I really made it my goal just because I like to try new stuff. That's my, my motto with myself is always try new things is um, to really just kind of push the envelope on stuff you could do on grills, which is like um, when I went on Chopped, which I got chopped for, but you know, I felt to my point, just even um, all about trying new things. Right. I was way out of my league to go on Chopped. I um, was in my early thirties. It only had the blog for a couple of years.
0: Opportunity.
1: But it was so cool. I was like, heck, yeah, I should go on. And I was like,
0: how did you get the opportunity?
1: They reached out to me because they found my blog.
0: See, there you yeah. go. Because and, of the content, you created a reverse funnel. So exactly. you created your own opportunity because of the things that you were creating.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you, Sean, we know that you create your own destiny, right? Like you, you put it out there. Um, you can maybe, maybe not. But I've created my vision board. And I'm like, you know what? This stuff is going to happen. You know, like I'm. I'm putting out in the universe what i want to happen you know and maybe if i visualize it it'll be better um than just having a spreadsheet of goals <laughs> you know or something like that um so so yeah so even when i went on chopped you know it was me versus like two sh- true chefs like formerly trained uh, formerly trained chefs, um, one, Tim Timothy Grenadetti, Ernest Cervantes, who ended up winning the whole series of Chopped Grill Masters. He's an amazing cook, but mine was for grilling oysters because I grilled mine, everybody smoked theirs because I had grilled oysters here on the East Coast, but the, and it was rad and awesome. And on the West Coast, those oysters that we got, I don't know where they came from. They're way different than the ones I've had experience with because as you can expect, I don't get those kind of oysters in Florida. So, you know, the experience wasn't what I was expecting, but I went out there and I I made myself vulnerable, um, which I'm good at doing. um, But I learned from the experience. And so, so yeah, I've always been about pushing the envelope. And also um, I don't want to be, you know, I was, I'm never that girl. I'm not diva Q. I'm not a pit master. I'm not burly, Um, I like to eat healthy. I'm a mom now, but you know what I mean? Like, I I don't want to be put in that box like, oh, Pet Master, or, you know, my goal has always been to demystify um, grilling to make it seem, because to me, I think it's a less complicated way of grilling. I feel like it's very, um, it's very like back to basics, like probably what we did as cavemen, you know, cooking over fire, um, letting the smoke really add its, its component of, it's almost like umami, (laughs) You know and to me it's it's really it adds that flavor um that you just it can't it's nothing you, there's nothing else that tastes like it or can add that depth you know to, to anything you cook so um so yeah that that's kind of been the journey and then my dad and I got into barbecue competitions because he was he had been an egger and um then he started competing in South Carolina and then we started Doing some local competitions and then also doing Memphis in May because I met some people through my blog and then that you know so it's, it had also kind of turned into a father daughter bonding experience and then I had him start um, contributing to my website you know like uh, so it's it's all just been such a cool fun amazing journey but it hasn't been without its ups and downs you know digital like when I first started a website that looks totally different than it looks right now, you know, like a lot of the work I've been doing on my site is just making that content modernized for what Google likes, because, um, you know, things are different now than they were when I first started and everything needs to be optimized for mobile. And, you know, in order to really get it found, it needs to have a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a rec. uh, brain fart and needs to have a um, top to bottom kind of scrolling image to make it Pinterest friendly, which is really the real, the real network that a lot of people don't talk about that actually contributes to traffic. That's the thing is everyone thinks Instagram is the, the end all be all, but it doesn't actually help your traffic that much. It's really more of a branding mechanism Yes. Um, but Facebook and Pinterest are the ones that still actually drive more traffic. And so for me, a lot of it has just been an evolution of the way contents consume the way Google wants to see them. I mean, I'll go back to my site and just find content that's so good, but because the photos weren't good or, you know, the photos you took it to in 2010 and 12, everyone's up their game. The technology, I mean, now you can take amazing photos with your iPhone, you um, know, now yeah. I don't have to transfer my card to my computer and it's not such a pain in the ass, yeah. you know? so. Um, it's been a learning curve for sure. And I also had my website hiked, hacked about four years ago. Right. Um, and it took about a week to get that fixed, too. So it's like, Jesus, it's it, there are a lot of criminals out there. And I don't even know what the gain is, but I can only imagine as we have gone through this global pandemic and things are just crazy, I I would expect that crime would go up. So it's more important than ever to make sure that everything is secure. <laughs> you know, use those annoying passwords that you can never remember,
0: <laughs> you yeah, know. you have to. And I, I mean, that's that's something that is so important. I think, you know, one of the things you touched on earlier was, you know, you not being like Diva Q, not being like, you know, the traditional woman that is in, that is getting known, that is an influencer in um, the barbecue space. You wanted to be you. And I think that's something that it's hard to, so hard for people it was hard for me especially in the barbecue space to understand why i was getting asked to go on local tv or asked to go on radio to talk about barbecue because i'm not really the expert gene boycachea is the expert he's the reason why we're cali barbecue but they wanted the cali barbecue story and nobody's going to tell that story better than i am gene can talk about the technical aspects way better. He's the one that I'm going to put in the cooking class. He's the one when we're talking about butchering meats, I'm going to bring Derek Marceau from Valley Farm. Like, I'm good at getting those people into the positions that they need to be in. But when we're talking about the evolution of our brand, no one's better at doing that than I am. And I have to be willing to be uncomfortable and be willing to go through growing pains and to make conscious decisions. Do I want to share a photo of my wife? Do I want to share photos of my children? And for me, it feels right for me. It doesn't feel right for everybody, but for me, it feels right. And for me, I've been able to build an amazing community of people, friends that I know forever, that they love seeing pictures of my family, people that my wife, their families in Bulgaria, they love seeing photos of the family. But we have people in our community, in our restaurant, they love seeing photos of our kids, too, almost more than they like like seeing pictures of me. So, Absolutely. you know, but I see that you do that. What What is your conscious effort? And what is your thought process behind um, sharing more of you than less of you?
1: You know, I think for a long time I was... I had an inner battle about being curated and um, then being real Robin, you know? And like, I, I think I finally got to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to have a separate Robin account for like Instagram. Like this is me. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of my stuff. You, call,
0: is, you get all of me, the alligators, the iguanas and everything. Yeah. This is how I roll. <laughs>
1: exactly. How many accounts do I have time to keep? You know, it's like, I've got three, I've got mine, I've got my kids and I, you know, my husband and I do the other one. And I'm like, you know, behind the scenes, like I want to get my kid into grilling. So he, you know, and you'll see him, but you know, I remember people or I don't want to say I want to, he is into grilling, but you know what I mean? His journey and in getting into cooking, I think is, is part of my story. And, um, and my life, like me as grill girl, Robin is, is me and everything about it. It's not That's just mom. if I cook
0: ribs. Mom. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and I, I feel like, especially like with Instagram um, you get such a proliferation of food porn, food porn, food porn. And that's great. Um, you know, I'm the editor of a website. I love food. You know, that's what we talk about all day. But I'm, I'm a person. And, um, you know, and there's stuff that goes on with me that's outside of barbecue. And you guys probably, saw, like, heard the time I got the drone stuck in my hair. And, you know, I, um, you just can't make this shit up, Sean. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. You know, but, um, or I should say,
0: that's the spice of life. That's the <laughs> that's the context in the story. everyone wants the headline, but like the headline, the curated, you know, Instagram account, it's it's all the shit that happens underneath. You know, it's like as hard as you've worked to build up what you've built, it's like you still have struggles. Like you're building a house right now. You're 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 trying to raise a family. There's a, a fucking pandemic that's happening, you know, and you have to figure out, like, how am I going to add how, all the things that I was trying to do for this calendar year with content wise? Like now do I readjust everything and, you know, and, and how do I be a mom and, you know, create content, but also pay attention to my child, you know, so that they yeah. think I have that. It's not just what what's on the phone and me videotaping or documenting it. It's actually that they understand that I love them no matter what, whether yeah. it's filmed or not filmed.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, a lot of it, too, is just, yeah, finding that balance is really hard, especially right now. Like for me, you know, and I'm sure all moms and parents across America, it's like you're working more and, but you have no childcare or, you know, like that was, um, So, uh, you know, there's just a lot of added um, mental stress, I think. And um I just, I think it's, yeah, 2020 has been really quite an interesting year. Um, I, but if anything, I, I think what's been helpful for me and, and what I was so happy about getting my Instagram account back is I have this group of women that um we've kind of like bonded together and it's so awesome because then we'll all leave comments on each other's posts and it's kind of i don't want to call us like a union but we all kind of support each other right and we do happy hours together and share each other's content but i really missed having that relationship especially with other women you know and it's been so nice um to have women in my life that love to cook and are supportive because as you know, Sean, a lot of women in the barbecue community that, that got kind of big and I don't even have to name any names, but they can be really catty. And so it's nice that we can all support each other. Um, I've heard from a lot of these women in my little group that, um, I inspired them, which I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Cause, um, you know, it's just nice to hear you never know. I mean, I feel like I've been doing a lot of this stuff for a while, but uh, you know, what's old is new because some people are just starting their grilling journey. So, um, you know, and so yeah, so I, I'm the community I've managed to build is great, and um, and so I'll segue into the lifestyle side. I just felt like I had stuff I wanted to explore and share that's outside of that grilling side that I could share, and so I just was like, screw it, I'm going to start Grill Girl Lifestyle just so that I have that opportunity. So. Um, I'm in the process of everything's about to go live of building up enough content. So it's not just like a post. But um, when I did my camper restoration, so um, l- I guess I guess I was a little bit early to learn the um, the struggles of the, having everyone be home because I've I've worked from home for years. And so as my husband, so about four or five years ago, we really had to figure our shit out so we wouldn't make each other crazy. <laughs> and which is. <laughs>
0: I think I think most people have no idea until the pandemic hit. Everyone, it's like, oh, it's a great, it's so great. We just work, we live at home. You're like, well, yeah, but the kids aren't going to school. Everyone's on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I'm at home doesn't mean I, I'm working. I'm on a call. I can't do that. Like
1: exactly. And yeah. so. Um- that was part of what uh, caused us to move is our house was just honestly too small. My husband was working out of the laundry room in our old house. Like, granted, it was a very nice laundry room, but um, a laundry room all the same. And so um, I bought this old vintage ten can camper that I was going to turn into my office. Um, and we've totally fixed it up. So cute. And, um, yeah, and what happened was we realized that, like, running the AC in the middle of summer in Florida was, like, $100 a day because it's basically, like, a tin can <laughs> with no insulation because it's from 1968. Oh, ah, no so, way. So that was, that was, like, it didn't turn into my long-term yeah,
0: solar, pan- solar panels don't fix that bill. <laughs> no,
1: they don't. No, they don't. And so, um, but you know, so now I have this really cute camper that I've never really even shared with people that I renovated and we used. Actually, it's on our property now that totally saved our butt during Hurricane Irma because it was the only way we had any air conditioning at all for like a week. Um, but so, you know, the the lifestyle side is a great place to share things like the camper renovation or the renovation I did on this really ridiculously ugly kitchen I have in my rental that has had purple countertops. It was just okay. so so fugly and every time i walked in i was just like i just can't do it anymore so i did what we call like a rental reno um and i took contact paper that's like faux marble and covered it and did like a pretty good job considering it's all contact paper so so really like things like that that i just it's stuff that actually people find super interesting that i I shared on my stories. like it's amazing how how many responses i got when i uh, changed that, the, that, ugly kitchen, you know, the before and after and just, people are like, wow, what a difference, you know? And I was like, okay, so other people who are going through this could probably really learn. Um, so, and even things like I just pulled all of my girl, my girlfriends, my girlfriends, I'm um, in our group on like best, ma- best mascaras for grilling, because that's the thing is people don't realize you're out there. You want to look cute or if you're, if you're at least doing like an Instagram live or like, let's say if I'm out there doing a video for Kingsford, I'm not going to go out with any mascara on because I don't want to scare people.
0: That is, <laughs> that is good information. I never even thought about that.
1: So like pulling them to say, what's your favorite um, mascara for grilling? You know, I thought it'd be really interesting to pick people's brains on that and just see. So just my place to really kind of share stuff that I'm into outside of, Drilling, which is design, which is, um, you know, it's a little bit of anything and everything, but I guess it falls under that lifestyle um, category, which is so funny, Sean, because I said a long time ago and everything I always say that I'll never do always comes back to bite me in the ass that I would (laughs) never be a lifestyle blogger. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had a few lifestyle blogger friends in my blogging journey and it, my husband was always like, what is what is the goal? Like, are they just chasing free merchandise or what is it? You know what I mean? Because a lot of it sometimes just seemed like it lacked focus. And um, But now I am starting a lifestyle side of my site. So there you go.
0: I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's when you're talking about Instagram, you're talking about Instagram stories. I mean, I, I know personally, the amount of engagement that we that I get on Instagram stories for what what I do on a daily basis is three times what we'll get on any post. And that's oh, because totally. it gives it gives a raw glimpse into somebody's life. And if you care about somebody, what whether you're following them in real life, or you're just a digital friend, like, you're curious about that person and and you want to check in on their story. And the more that you add to that story and if it's not all the same, because no one's life is all the same. Like I'm not sitting here in front of the smoker every day at our restaurant. Like I I couldn't do, I couldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't have a team like Eric over there working his ass off trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to do delivery and is it safe to open? Is it not safe to open? But like, the more that I started peeling that back and posting in stories, whether it's by video or photo, asking questions, you realize like that gets more to the lifestyle. Like it's not just a restaurant owner. Like I have, I'm a father, you know, I've got to spend time with my daughter. It's her, my daughter's first birthday and my wife's working her ass off all week, trying to make sure we have the perfect party for the Bulgarian tradition of, you know, a baby taking their first steps. And, Mm. you know, those are the things that like I'm sharing a Bulgarian tradition. They're sharing, she's sharing it with me because I never did it as a, as a child, even though my grandfather's Bulgarian, but we're sharing it on the internet with other people who, are not from Bulgaria and people that are from Bulgaria and it's something that's, whether it's relatable or not, a baby taking their first steps is relatable to everybody.
1: Absolutely.
0: Even though it has nothing to do with barbecue. Right.
1: But it has to do with you and people care about you.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: you are what make Cali, Cali comfort. You know, like that's, you are, you know, without you, the brand wouldn't, it just wouldn't. I think like humanizing your brand, especially in today's era is really important, you know, um, because people want to connect and they also want to support causes that they feel
0: good about. Sure. And I think that's one of the things that's always been so compelling about the content that you create. Um, I've always been so impressed watching what you're willing to post and what you're not what, Like how you choose to post things, you know, and like in someone that does digital marketing that has a blog, like, you know, from the accounts that you follow, what's curated and curated in a sense that it's like, this is my corporate photo of my restaurant, or these are, you know, these are the photo perfect images that are going to go on my blog, which there's a place for that. That's absolutely important. It's absolutely important to have professional photos. So when someone goes on DoorDash to order food, it looks fucking good because that's, but it also has to look real. Don't make it look fake. But then at the same time, Where's where's the heart of the company? What's the heart of the brand? And that's something that you do so well because you're willing to be raw and you're willing to be vulnerable. Was there an aha moment for you that you kind of that kind of shifted, where you, or was it a fuck it moment, where it's like, I don't give a shit anymore? I,
1: I had a realization, and I don't know why it took me so long to re- like figure this out. Like, I've been doing this a while, but I think the thing that you have to remember um, on all these platforms is that the goal is not to like necessarily sell stuff or it's about building community so it's not about you it's about them <laughs> you know what I mean and what you what you really bring to the table um, so I don't know I you know because I in the, I would say for a while I was just posting pretty pictures on Instagram because I have a shitload of content I can share all day long but nobody was really responding but I wasn't responding on theirs either I was just expecting like if you put it out there people will care and they don't really what it is it's about building that community and that's really um, where I've seen a lot of the Value once I really started putting more into it was the friendships I was making, and um and and true friendships. You know, like I actually I call her like my my Instagram bestie. Her name's Nicole Stover, um and she lives in like Orlando. And I swear, when the pandemic's over, or actually the next time I go to Orlando, I'm gonna make a trip just to meet her in person. You've you never, know, and it's like,
0: that's so rad. You've never you
1: met. Know, her. else in the world would I meet someone who loves to grill? loves flamingos, loves dogs, and loves cocktails and loves- <laughs> I was like, you well, like my spirit animal person and we met on Instagram. <laughs> you know?
0: Oh, but it, that's so it's so important. And when you talk about the group of girls that you're, you know, your your group of girls on Instagram and like I have a text group of of guys that It was literally when the coronavirus hit, it was like some of my best friends from high school. We all got in this group chat and just started sharing, you know, funny, funny stuff that was happening either in our lives or funny memes. And but that's the community. You know, that's the community. And when you're talking about the one on one relationships that you're developing, whether it's on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook, those people, they truly care about you and you truly care about those people. And when you see them post content, you're re- I retweet it because it's somebody that I care about. It's somebody that like I, I not only do I support them, but I want to see them succeed more than anything because and at the same time, they do the same for me. And that's that true relationship where you're like, it, it's not about us getting the most followers at all. It's exactly. about how much opportunity can we create and do we actually care? Like, do we care? We care at the successes. It's great to go on the Today Show. I'm sure it was a, one of the highlights of your career. But, like, were those people there when they when you needed them the most, you know, when you're at your most vulnerable place? That's the real question, right?
1: And honestly, Sean, like, going on the Today Show, it's great to have on your, you know, on your website or whatever. But it didn't really do anything for me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it sounds good to give me, like, some street cred, but... You know, was it, there anyone I could call gave, when I was in something? It gave you
0: personal experience. It gave you personal experience that will help you in your long term. So before exactly. I let you go, I want to know what's on your universe board so that we can put it out in the universe and how we can help. Um, well, you.
1: we just started building the house, okay. which is. Saying because we were like, let's we got to get this house built before rainy season, and wow. wouldn't you know it? Um,
0: season, what haven't we <laughs> gone through enough? You guys have to go through hurricane season. Come on
1: it's so humid right now. I'm like, Oh my God, this oh, is, I can, just I, know, I can just tell the last hurricane we had, I had to go to therapy after that. My husband's like, stop <laughs> talking about Irma, but everybody like, uh, it was okay. so stressful, you know? And I'm like, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. Hopefully yeah. I like, oh, hurricane I like-
0: with the coronavirus, nothing can be worse. I mean, yeah. Once we get to wildfire season in California, it's just like, God, haven't we gone through enough?
1: Yeah, it's uh, but yeah, so on the docket, I'm actually working on a barbecue rub, um, but wow. it's not, it's super atypical from what's in the market. There's nothing that I've found that is out there that's in this genre. Um, so I really like it's my goal to bring that to market this year. Um, and my goal is to really launch into e commerce with Grill Girl, um, yeah, and you, with you have myself. you have
0: swag, right. Available.
1: I do have some t-shirts. I have like, like these, this is the Miami Vice Grill Grill t-shirt. Um, I, those are cool. And, but we've got some really fun ones. I made this one that's br- brisket AF. Yes. That means, um, and that's- body by barbecue, uh, which I think is fun because, you know, um, body by barbecue, which doesn't mean you have to be big, you know, you can eat the barbecue you don't have to eat all the sides. Like technically, <laughs> you know,
0: this is very true.
1: You won't be super big if you just ate barbecue and coleslaw, right? Or color greens on the side. It's like, so I always tell people barbecue was, is keto actually, you know, like when everybody got into it. Um, But yeah, so, so some exciting stuff. And, you know, one thing, I think one parting thought I'll share with everyone before we jump is that. I think as you try to grow your business, and this was a problem I had for a long time, that it just I just had to learn is that you can't do everything yourself, and nor will you be the best person at that. I think if you can figure out how to surround yourself with really smart people who do what they do well, and it doesn't mean you know me, I'm still a small business, but I hire I have someone like Stover, an ex journalist podcaster, who can help me produce more content or um, put it out in more thoughtful ways. And just from him, I have. learned things, um, in the past couple of years that have been really valuable in my digital journey. So, um, you know, there's so many opportunities for things like even freelancing and, um, bringing in people to kind of, um, do what they do. Right. So I think, you know, if you are trying to build your business, just recognize that, you know, you can't do it all, nor should you, nor would you have the time to do it or want to. So, find the people that can help you take it to the next level. And b- you have to be willing to really outsource some things in order to do everything that, that yeah. it, that in order to get the job done. So don't be afraid to bring in good talent, I guess is, is the, you know, just even with all the contributing writers I have on my site, I have now I have Doug Scheindig. He's a, he's won the, the um, Houston rodeo. He's um, he's, he's gotten first place at the Jack Daniels. Like, Having that kind of content on my website, how invaluable, you know, Um, or like having like uh, I have John Solberg as my technical kind of technical grill reviewer. I have a nutritionist like it's, uh, you know, I can't be 20 different people, but I can bring in the best at what they do and elevate my site with their great content. So
0: (laughs) I think that's great advice. And um, what what uh, how can people find you the easiest way? How can they connect with you?
1: Yeah. Follow me on grill girl, Robin. I'm also grill girl on Facebook, um, grill
0: girl.com. is where, is where all the action is. We can't wait to see, um, you know, the evolution of, of, of you, your brand, your lifestyle brand. We, we love the family. We love the photos. I love the, 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 your son with his boat, um, chasing the alligator. I mean, (laughs) it's It, it's real it's real and it gives me an idea of what florida is and that's the cool part about it it gives me a glimpse of knowing that on the east coast um you know we we've got somebody that we care about and that we love deeply and that she's got a family there and that now that, that that that's what this digital hospitality is all about i mean it's something that it, it connects us on all different parts of the globe i mean we've made friends all over the earth because of this podcast i have a friend that's coming down he said he's Listen to every single podcast. He's gotten through every episode, um, and he's coming down this Saturday. And I'm going to show him, you know, give him a whole behind the scenes tour of the restaurant, and you know, get him some swag. But it's it's just a small thank you to listen to the stuff you're doing and all the incredible things. So thank you so much for your time. I I love that you uh, you're willing to share um you know your your digital your digital war stories with us um but yeah i'm really excited for the future and really excited to see um the new house and the evolution and the documentation of all of it
1: well, and you know what, Sean, if just in case the zombie apocalypse hit, hits, I do have 30 acres and you are welcome. Oh, I
0: appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. Well, you're you're always welcome in San Diego. And whenever um, whenever whenever things do do change on the event side, we are going to have you out here and um, we're going to do some really cool things. So we're, we're I excited. Can't
1: I can't wait. Thanks so much. And enjoy the rest of your week. It was great to chat.
0: All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.